You're listening to episode 101 on Trust the Timing. Welcome to Better. I'm April Simons, and you're listening to the podcast that is all about being better in every aspect of your life. Every week, you'll be inspired to live to your fullest potential. If you want to think better, live better, have a better outlook on life, and be better today than you were yesterday, then keep listening. This podcast is just for you. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried to help God out with a plan? (laughs) I know I have. I have thought of hundreds of different ways God could bring about my miracle. I thought of different ways he could bring my dreams and desires to pass in a quicker way. <laughs> I've lined up people he can use. I've arranged situations that he could work maybe more properly in. And I've given him multiple suggestions on when the right time was. <laughs> you know what I realized? God doesn't need Holy Ghost Jr. He's perfectly capable of working things out the way he wants to work things out. Something that has helped me when I'm in a season of waiting is this. So often we are waiting on God to move and all the while, maybe, just maybe, God is looking for us to wait. See folks, waiting, it builds character because it's often in the waiting that we discover things about ourselves that maybe need some fine-tuning. Okay, maybe not you, but maybe me. (laughs) Sometimes in the waiting, that's where we see relationships that are going to be restored. Sometimes it's in the waiting that we discover we need to forgive or let go or develop patience. Or maybe it's in the waiting we need to work on healing wounds that lie deep in our hearts. Sometimes it's in the waiting that God is setting things up for others to see just how faithful he is. Let me give you some examples. In the scripture, in the book of John, the the Bible tells us that Lazarus had died. And if you read the whole story, Lazarus's sisters, Mary and Martha, had come to Jesus before Lazarus was dead. And they told Jesus, Jesus, our brother is sick. What's interesting is how Jesus replied. He said this, This sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Then the scripture goes on to say that Jesus stayed where he was two more days. Y'all, I would be a little bit discouraged if I was Mary and Martha. (laughs) And although it doesn't make sense, there was a reason for his delay. After four days of Lazarus being dead, in front of a crowd of people, Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead. Y'all, he was stinky. He was wrapped up in grave clothes. And one word spoken by Jesus caused him to live again. And because of that miracle, Many who saw it, the crowds that were there, many of them became believers in Jesus. Now, I know the timing to his sisters probably seemed questionable and uncaring, but Jesus had a plan. 
The reality was Jesus could have healed Lazarus from his sickness, but instead it was a greater miracle and God received greater glory. I can think of a story that happened to us personally, and if you've heard these episodes, you may have heard me tell this story. But when we pastored a church, we were believing God for a large amount of money for a down payment on a building that we found in Arlington, Texas. Y'all, it was a lot of money. Our church people were amazing. They had given and given. They had given so much. And the day before we were to sign for the building, now did you hear me? The day before, we were still $1.4 million short. Now, I don't know about what you think about that amount, but to me, that's a lot of money. The truth is this, just to give you background. We had given our all to make it happen. We had prayed. We had believed. We had hoped. We had driven around that property so many times, I can't even begin to tell you. We had stayed up. We had worried. We had stressed. And then you know what? We had given it to God. The scripture says, having done all, stand. Y'all, that's exactly what we were doing. We were fresh out of ideas. The night before we were to sign that, and still $1.4 million short, I was putting my two oldest kids to sleep. And at the time, they were probably eight and six years old. My son asked me as I was taking him in, Mom, do we have the money? I said, not yet. He said, is it a lot of money that we need? And after I took a deep breath, I said, it's not a lot of money for God. As I was going out the door, he asked me one more question. Mom, will we have the money in the morning? I looked back at him and I said, yeah, Garrison, we're going to have the money. I closed the door and I leaned against the banister upstairs. And I began to talk to God. I said, God, you've been faithful my whole life. I've seen miracle after miracle after miracle. I know you can do it, God. But God, this is my kids. This is where they get to see the same miracle-working, faithful God that I've seen all of my life since I was little. God, will you do it for them? With tears on my face, I headed downstairs, trusting that we would get our miracle. Long story short, the next morning at 7 a.m., we received a phone call that said that they were wiring $1.4 million into our account. And they told us, go buy that property. Y'all, that's such a great miracle. And listen, if that isn't the greatest thing, there is something even greater. When my son walked down those stairs and the first thing out of his mouth was, Mom, did we get the money? And I was able to say, yes, we got the money. I can't even begin to tell you how that made me feel. You see, getting the money, no doubt, was a miracle of miracles. And talk about right at the last minute. But my children, seeing the faithfulness of God and the miracles he performs, well, y'all, that's just priceless. You see, it was all the while in the waiting. It wasn't just about me and what I was believing for. God was orchestrating things behind the scenes so that generations to come could see Him for who He really is. 
I know that today maybe you've been really praying and believing God for something specific and it hasn't yet happened. And maybe that's causing you to be anxious. Let me encourage you with this. Let go of what you can't control. Stand firm on what you believe. Don't allow the circumstances around you to steal your peace or your faith or your hope or your trust that God knows exactly what is do what he's doing and his timing is perfect timing. The truth is this folks, your timing is probably never going to be God's timing. But if you take yourself out of it and simply trust him in the midst of the process, I'm sure greater things than you could possibly imagine will come out of the whole process. The scripture says in Ephesians 3.20, God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think according to his power that is at work within us. Listen, there is always a purpose in our seasons of waiting. Your season of waiting will be worth it. Don't give up. The wait may seem long to you, but God always brings out the greater glory. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Remember this, when you feel discouraged and like nothing is changing, while you are waiting, God is working. Trust His timing. He really will do things better than anything you could possibly orchestrate in your mind.